Nick, I'm your partner, man. We're trying to help each other out out here. I like working alone. his daughter so much <laughs> that he was luring a guy yeah. to try to get some ransom. I He actually hired the guy? Yeah. I don't think he hated his daughter. I just think he was overwhelmed. Probably. But, yeah, that's a nicer way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that was a weird weird character choice to lead off a podcast. Uh, <laughs> the most unlikable dad in America. But you know what? A lot of dads want pool tables. Do you want a pool table? I kind of want a pool table. Dude, I you know that I I know you want a pool oh, table. Come on. Come on. I loved I had one friend who I thought was wealthy growing up because they had if you know, yeah, a pool table in the basement. Pool anytime, table in the basement. Anytime dude. you have that kind of that amount of room even, that's a sign of wealth. That's why yeah. pool tables are and a lot of times in 
movies like one of the highlights yeah. that are shot around the house is a pool table because it's a sign of wealth that you've that you're doing well because you have the room the room is the big thing yeah because like i can be honest i don't think there was a room in my house had we had pool table money that there's any room for any kind of Dude, walls immediately. Yeah, immediately. You're just dry yeah. holes in all the dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go into a room and it's just covered. There's holes. What happened in here? Well, we used to have a pool table. Yeah. In here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a pool table for a while. In hindsight, it was a bad idea. But why are they pressed in so hard? Well, uh, I got curious about the holes. They were calling to me in the darkness one night. <laughs> I wanted to try them out on Versailles. But they're so high. It was difficult, but we made it happen. Is that why you have all those step ladders in the garage of different varying heights? Perhaps. <laughs> Doug, you're a card. <laughs> Welcome to Jeremiah Wonders. My guest today is Rafe Williams. He's my good buddy and also a hilarious stand-up comedian who you may have seen on the St. Louis episode of Stand Up on the Spot. Uh, he... Uh, we've done shows on the road together. He does radio. A big announcement. Radio guy. Radio I guy. Became a radio guy recently, yeah. You just took a, a DJ position, correct? Uh, yeah, I took like a morning talk uh, position in St. Louis for one year. Did a little one-year contract. Yeah. We'll see. It's not comedian hours, I can tell you that, getting up at... What, what are the hours? Well... Four o'clock for everyone else, but I managed to negotiate my way into a five fifteen arrival because I was like, "Come on, I'm a, I'm gonna be out doing shows." Yeah. So my life for the next year is gonna be a series of naps. Yep. I called and talked to all my counterparts. I got advice from all the other early radio folk that I know. And what do they Comedians. say? You got to do a lot of naps. They're like, "You're just yeah, you got to sleep in shifts, kind of." Gonna be a nap guy now. I'll be a nap boy. I'm not a big nap guy. Can you nap? Oh. I'm king napper. You can? Yeah. What's your uh, what's optimal nap time for you? Well, if I actually have time to do it, then it's an afternoon, late afternoon nap because that's when I start losing a little bit of the drive during the day. So, if I can take a 15-20 minute nap, if I can carve that out, ooh. It's you a reset. Do. Really? Mhm. Mm I do not have that in my brain. Yeah. I'm jealous of cat nappers. That was kind of what I was getting at. You're a little meow. 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 Sleepy. If I can carve out 15 minutes to get up on the windowsill and kind of nestle myself in between the back of the couch. You know, take a bath with my tongue as we all do. <laughs> hey, man, are you a cat? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you just knock everything off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I can't do that, and it bums me out because I wish I was, like, the guy that could just, like, power down. I have friends like that that can power down for, like, 10, 15 minutes and be like... Yeah, I'm a power napper for sure. I'm a... I need Power two. napper, power bottom, you know. <laughs> Everything. Power ranger. Power ranger, exactly. <laughs> power... I'm the power napper. Power bottom, power ranger? Yeah. Uh... Listen, we have what some, color is that? We have some. It's brown. We have some <laughs> notes <laughs> on the new character that you're pitching for Power Rangers. There's a little bit too much going on with this character. Okay, I don't know. I feel like there's a theme running through it. Uh, I, I don't know. The you, you're calling him the Power Bottom Power Napper Ranger. No, Power Bottom Power Napping Power Ranger. Three powers. Three powers. 
You don't think that's a little excessive with the power? I don't think so. I think they're three different skill sets. And also, you know, there hasn't really been a breakout ranger since Tommy. We need we need to shake things up a little bit. Okay. Maybe I can get the team to wrap their heads around the three powers and everything that's going on with that. But what's the dinosaur? What is the dinosaur that this Ooh. ranger associates itself with? Mm. That's what I need to really sell the guys on back at the hmm. company okay i hadn't thought it through uh well let's it's gotta be good let's spitball this that's okay at sabin is it sabin we work for sabin right uh, saban sorry saban saban sabin nick sabin, sabin. right <laughs> uh i think nick sabin owns it I, I i don't do the research okay i'm an idea man well i work here but obviously i don't do the research either i uh is pterodactyl taken Yes. Okay. Well, that seems like a slam dunk. Um, I kind of feel like, uh, well, Triceratops probably also taken. Taken. Okay. I don't know a lot of dinosaurs, so I'll <laughs> assume. Let's get deep into... Listen, what about, you can't What about the Megalodon? This. Megalodon taken? Like the, sh the underwater shark-like dinosaur? Oh. He seems like he would be... Because of the bottom of the ocean and the bottom of the power. Power bottom of the ocean. Right. Power. The megalodon is the power bottom of the ocean. If you think about it. If you yeah. think about it. Yes. Mm, okay. Because he's dominant, but from the bottom. He comes from the bottom. He kills from the bottom. Right. Wow. This now, is a, this is such an easy sell now. Now, it also says that you want to change the jingle to go, go, power bottom. I would like to do that. I think that that is... Uh, mm. Listen, you don't change the world by taking incremental steps. Okay, I saw that on someone's. I saw that on my Aunt Judy's Facebook timeline today. It was a quote. It had very cool letters. It said, "You don't change the world in incremental steps." Did it have a floral pattern behind it? Oh yeah, oh it sure did. Mm -hmm. It had several different flowers okay. in the background. Great. So you know, if my Aunt Judy took the time to share it, I think that we know that we can just unequivocally know that that is a hundred percent true, mm -hmm. and move forward. And Go Go Power Bottom is the new jingle for the brown ranger who is a power napping. Where does the napping come into play? That's well, where I'm a little bit lost at the moment. I'm well, kind of sold on everything else so far. You've sold me on that. This but. is easy. This is easy. Yeah. Think about the tension you build in an episode, okay? Let's go through an average episode of Power okay. Rangers, right? There's an alert. Rita's up to something, right? Rangers. Yeah, the big head guy. Paul, I think his name is. It's definitely not Paul. <laughs> well, you, you should have done your research a little bit more become, before come to Saban. <laughs> you didn't even know how the company was pronounced. At least I knew there was a big Listen, head. Listen, I looked on the wall over there. There's not a pronunciation guide in, anywhere. It's just, I see it on the flyers and the posters around our office. You're right. You're his right. name's definitely not Paul. That would be way creepy. I'm pretty sure Big Head Paul is his name. But you know what? Maybe we change it. Mm -hmm. Maybe he is Big Head Paul now. Okay. Think about that. Think about the merchandising. Get back to the napping, okay? <laughs> okay. Here's what I, every episode kind of goes through the same trajectory, yeah. right? There's a, there's a, we're active, we're at school. Things, someone's working on their science homework. Next thing you know, there's a big dinosaur terrorizing. They have to jump into gear. They go to fight the monster. Then there's a problem. Then they overcome the problem. Then they win. Things reset. We go on to another episode. 
Think about how many times. Just think about the the dramatic tension of of the Brown Ranger, the power bottom. You need him. Maybe he's in a power tie. I don't want to throw. Quit, maybe throw another. Quit throwing right powers in here. I want to get to the bottom of this. Power nap. bottom, power tie, power ranger. Think about that. No. Just think about it. Long red I'll tie. I'll think about it, but long red tie, very long. No. Okay. I'm not even gonna think about it. <laughs> you seem like you already are, though. <laughs> you're, <laughs> I can see you're thinking about it, and you're liking it. Are you coming? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just. I'm thinking. Back to the nap. All right. So we get to the point in the story where something dramatic needs to happen. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. We need the Brown Ranger, but guess what? Where is he? He's tired. Okay. He's too tired to fight. How does that help the story progress? They have to protect him while he powers down to take a short, refreshing, five to 12 minute power nap. There's an emergency and they're circling around him for five to 12 minutes? Well, the other Rangers, that's their job. They protect the... The, they protect the power bottom so he can get his Z's, and then he wakes up refreshed, recharged. Does is he more powerful? He backs than... into <laughs> he backs into the monster and defeats them with. You're saying that his, his anus is going to swallow up the monster. That we, yeah, I think that that would be a very cool thing. So, I feel like I've covered all my bases here, and let's just get these papers signed. All right, sign on my back. <laughs> Wait. Wait, are you power bottoming me right now? I don't Why know. Why are you backing into me? I, I can just... I just... <laughs> there's a desk in the room. Nope, do it on the back. <laughs> Wait. There's actually... We're in, there's cubicles everywhere. And I, Why can't I sign this digitally? Go, go, power bottoms. <laughs> One of my favorite things that I ever saw a comedian do on stage... This is a bad comedian, but this is one of my favorite things. Some of the bad comedians do the best things. I It's one of the hardest I've ever laughed. This dude did an act out for, and you know I'm an act out guy. I love my act outs. Sure. This dude did an act out for three or four minutes. There was no button to the joke. There was no ending, and there was no applause from the audience, and he just goes, So that's what that looks like. <laughs> and I feel like you and I, we've done so many improv scenes over the years with oh, different yeah. people where you want to say something like that sometimes when the scene doesn't, you don't know how to wrap up a scene is you just yeah. want to be like, that's what that looks Especially like. Especially when there's no one to edit for you. Oh yeah. You're not, it's just two people. Yeah. That would be cool to have an improv catchphrase and be like, Hey, we tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just move on with the day. Yeah, some people do the uh, the scene sweep, which I would uh, love to have in stand up. Mm. If a joke didn't go well, is just run across the stage and then they yeah. treat you like you're good again. Yeah, maybe you could implement that at the top and be like, guys, I'm gonna try some stuff tonight. If it doesn't go well, I'm just gonna run in a circle. That's that's an edit. Yeah, and that means you love me again. Maybe That's I should you, maybe I should try that with stand up and just see how that goes with new with a new joke like a string of new jokes. Yeah, swipe. Uh huh. I saw. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but it made me laugh so hard. He, I want to say this might have happened at the store. It was a good comedian, but they were having a bad night. Yeah, and it happens. It happens. 
I wish I could remember who it was. He was going up on the bottom half. Show was rocking. A lot of, you know, he was probably one of the last comedians that was starting to kind of wane a little. The audience was tired. He got on stage and he goes, told a couple jokes, got a couple laughs. And then he goes, well, I'm selling my CD after the show like you give a fuck. (laughs) What a great merch pitch. It was the best merch. He was like, well, I'm selling my CD after the show like you guys give a fuck and like the room erupted and i was just like man he unlocked this room yeah with his own discontent and sometimes that's the key man. that was at the store i want to say it was at the store Dude, a few that, years well, ago Well, that's just funny in general because the sets are 15 minutes long so the, if you sold merch after 15 minutes yeah that's funny that is funny maybe i don't know maybe it wasn't merch maybe it was something else but the the tagline was like you give a fuck because right. it's ingrained in my memory. Right. Uh, and I fucking fell out dying. I was dying over it because I was just like, he read the energy in the room. He acknowledged the energy in the room. And uh, it was great. It hey, was man, so sometimes funny. that's going to play over the most well-crafted joke. 100%. This is what it is. Being present. In the moment. In the moment. moment. In the 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 moment. moment be in the moment welcome to your moment welcome to your moment be in this moment be present and in this moment with us right now stay in this moment uninterrupted eye contact the listen, moment. listen. Shh. shut off everything else in your life right now zordon zordon hello What? What? My real name is Paul. No, no, no. I I heard you, Zordon, but but why are you telling me your real name? It doesn't feel as special anymore when you just. Well, you've been a power ranger for like thirty-seven years now, Anchor. Sometime we got on a first-name basis. I'm Paul Zordon. Paul Zordon? Yes. Yes, Paul Zordon. You can call me Dickhead Paul. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Uh, That's the moment I was looking for. Now I know where it is. Oh, this is the moment? I think so. I lost it, though. This is the moment. Focus. 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 Focus on the moment. Be... The man or woman or person that your 13-year-old self wanted you to be. Focus on the moment. Focus on this moment. Block out all external forces. Block out the negative thoughts in your head and focus on the good. Focus on the good. Focus on the good. Be kind to yourself in this moment. Tell yourself you're good enough. Bear down. And squeeze that dirt <laughs> right out on the toilet. Wait, this is a self-help poop video. Yes, this has been the <laughs> Push as hard as you can, but not to blow a blood vessel on your forehead. 
Don't do that. Don't cause yourself another hemorrhoidectomy. Push in an even, loving manner. Contract your abdominal muscles. Open your sphincter. Think happy thoughts. Listen for the plop, plop, fizz, fizz, And let Mother Nature do the rest. Let gravity and Mother Nature take over. Let it take its course. Its course. Well done. Well done. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I think we could sell that. That was informative. I think we could sell that. I could have used that a couple times. Yeah. Never been. Never been what? Kissed? Apparently. <laughs> I've never been kissed. You have kids, but you've never been kissed. Yeah. It's weird. I have kids and grandkids, and I've never been kissed. Will you explain, um, because it's the name of your your album. Yes. Will you explain how you're a grandpa? I will explain it. Because I think it's entertaining. And obviously, I mean, you know, it's the title of your album. Yes. So I uh, I am a grandpa because I was a young father. I was a father at 19 years old. First off, say the, say the name of your album and where people can find the, it. The name of my album is Young Grandpa. You can find it on most streaming services. And uh, if not, Amazon. And if not... Uh, Keep your eyes peeled. There's a special dropping, a video special that'll be dropping in the next few months. I'm not sure where yet. Most likely YouTube, but I'll I'll keep everyone posted. Follow me on Instagram at I am Rafe Williams, and I'll post all kind of updates. I'll be all up in your grill about it when it drops. Heck yeah, dude! But I had a son when I was 19 years old, mm-hmm. uh, and as most kids do, they like to break their father's records, and he broke mine by having a a child when he was 16 years old, which made me a 36-year-old grandfather of a beautiful bundle of joy, beautiful baby girl. Um, and that's a that's something that not make you take a hard look in the mirror at 36 and know that you're a grandfather. <laughs> Old man, take a look at my life. I'm alive like you. you. <laughs> one single tear. Yeah. I want someone to love me the whole night through. Yeah. It, uh, Neil Young's on a loop in my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day. Uh, so, yeah, man, it was. it's a crazy thing. Uh, but, you know, I'm from a small rural area and there's not a lot going on out there. So, people be fucking... And that's just kind of uh, how we get down. So he, be- I became a grandpa at 36. Uh, he became a father at 16. And, mm. you know, cats in the cradle and a silver spoon. The little boy blowing the man in the moon. When you're coming home, son, I don't know when. We'll, we'll get together, together then, then, Dad. We'll have a good time then. Cause a cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. A little boy blue and the man in the moon. When he coming home, son, I don't know when. But we'll get together then, son. You know we'll have a good time then. Got the shivers. It's a good song. It is a pretty tight song. Good story. Good story. Sad. 
at the end. Well, he, the sun comes back, right? I don't. I saw my son just the other day. So much like <laughs> a man, I just had to say. <laughs> son, it's good to see you. Can you sit for a while? Then what's the next line? He shook his head and he no, said I with got a smile. Bad stomach bile. <laughs> I said, I gotta go run to the bathroom quick. I gotta take a big fat shit, Dad. Take this motivation, old vids. <laughs> Be in the moment when you take a shit. Because <laughs> the splats in the ladle. <laughs> and the little spittoon. My little boy, B Brown, went, hello, moon. My poop smells a lot like yours, Dad. I think it smells just like you. <laughs> that does happen. That's a sign of aging. Has it happened to you yet? What? When you first time you poop and it reminds you of when your dad was in the bathroom. Oh no! But I will tell you, it's common. Uh, sometimes um, our we would call them Iowa poops. <laughs> <laughs> I almost don't want you to explain that. I gotta explain it to you. <laughs> Uh, my it, was, was shout it, out to my fam in did Iowa. Did Cheerless Joe Jackson come out of the toilet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go um, the distance. Go, go. <laughs> uh, basically, when we would visit my family in Iowa, yeah, they were large people, and they didn't. They would get us the best junk food and snacks and stuff like that. Okay, not tall people. You're tall. They were wider, more rotund. Yeah. Okay. And basically around the holidays, we would have so much junk food and pop and like casseroles and pies and all this stuff that's amazing, but would form together in what we would call Iowa poops. Yeah. And they would all smell like my Nana's and Big Pop's poops. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how they ate all the time. Nana and Big Pop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Midwesterners love layered food. Dude, come on. They like to eat one thing at a time. The seven layer dip has to be a Midwest thing. Yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The layers of dips like for for Mexican food. Oh, yeah. What are the layers? For seven layers? Yeah. Beans. Beans is one. I think it's multiple kinds of cheeses. Multiple cheeses. Sour cream. So, yeah. Beans, beef. sour cream, beef, cheese. Maybe jalapenos, maybe salsa, mm -hmm. and then maybe, maybe another a, kind of cheese. A thin layer of lettuce. Oh, a, true. Very thin. Very thin. Like, you don't want to ruin it. Like they just salt base some of those like oh, shreds yeah. onto the top and be like seventh layer. Now yeah. the bean layer and beef layer are this thick. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Favorite chain restaurant that's not fast food. Go. So I'm talking Chili's, Applebee's, Red Lobster, Olive Garden. Um, it could be an Outback Steakhouse. It could Texas be... Roadhouse. Ooh, okay. Texas Roadhouse has, uh, it's very Midwestern too, probably. What It's from Texas too. But they got the rolls with like the sweet cinnamon butter before anything even hits the table. Mm -hmm. You're already at about 7,000 calories. Mm-hmm. And then it's like... I'm a big bread guy before the meal. Big bread guy. Yeah. Do you like... <laughs> a lot time. of bread. Like... Like at Red Lobster? Do you eat your meal? Yeah. That's, that was going to be my second choice. Also because of the biscuits. 
Oh, dude. That, it's all about the bread. When those, you don't, those Cheddar Bay biscuits, those cheesy biscuits. They're good, man. You can't mess with the Texas Roadhouse, though. They're like, Do you fill up on the bread there? Yes. To At, the point that I almost can't eat my meal. I sometimes will fill up on the bread and the appetizers and then take a portion of my meal to go because it's not even... It's not enjoyable. I haven't even touched it. I've like started it, but... Yes, I've ordered a... I've gone as far as... When you go into their place, you're hungry. Mm-hmm. And you get out of control. Well, I've gone to a Texas Roadhouse, ordered a bowl of chili, and then like a giant ribeye with two sides. Oh and my then, goodness. Then Chili and ribeye? Yeah, you carnivore. Then, yeah. And then I layer it. I pour it. Sloppy. You put the chili on the ribeye? I was going <laughs> to say. It's like. No, I don't get that far. That's what I'm saying. Like I do the. I've done the rolls. Mm-hmm. And I've eaten literally probably like 12 to 15. It's so good because they have like a cinnamon butter that goes on them and it melts on. And then it's like, it's almost like dessert first. Then the chili comes and I'm like, ooh, I'm full. But I'm going to plow through this chili. Then I eat the bowl of chili. Then it's like, I'm full to Adam's apple full. Yeah. Before that, my when, steak even hits the table. When you swallow, you're feeling food right around here. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. That's like every holiday that I've had with family. In Iowa? In Iowa and Kansas. Just eating till I was stuffed, just gluttonous. I remember one time I ate so much in Iowa, I had to lay down for an hour, but I couldn't fall asleep because I had to digest because I ate too much food. I'm like, ugh. Uh, it was just total gluttony. I'm literally rolling around on the floor because I ate so much food. I can't move. I'm thinking that I might throw up, but if I move, I will throw up, but I want to keep it down because it tasted good. Total glutton move, dude. Oh, just wallowing dude, in my own. Do that. Do the noise again. Oh, oh yeah, that is oh. 100% accurate. And everyone who sees this will know it. That is the sound oh. your body makes. that's your body's alarm of like you have overindulged yeah oh uh, uh, uh. (laughs) why'd i do that yeah i do that way more often than i'd like to admit not even just holidays there's times that i'll just go too hard late at night and i lay down i've done it on the road get out of a show you grab some to-go food you eat it and then you lay down immediately in your hotel and you're just like oh man i made a huge mistake how big was this mistake this mistake was the kind of mistake that you don't forget about until the day you die. I ate a whole Texas-sized 64-ounce ribeye. Oh, I'm not afraid to admit I ordered too much food and could not shit. I laid down in my hotel bed and I almost died. 
from that ribeye. From that ribeye. That ribeye took me it by surprise. right in my sternum. Lessons that I don't learn them. Because I do it again and again and again. Why do I do this? Why do I do this to myself every time? Why do I do this? I cannot order a steak small and just prime. I have to get the 64 ounce ribeye. Why, 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 why? 64 ounce ribeye. It's so good going down. Why, why? Later on in my hotel, I must frown. Why, why, why? And then I lay in my bed to lay why, down. Why? And I start to spin all around. Moaning and moaning and moaning. Oh! Moaning and moaning and moaning. Oh! Moaning and groaning and moaning. Oh! Why, 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 Ribeye, can't I quit you? Why can't I quit you? Why, Ribeye, can't I shit you? Oh, Ribeye. You're stuck to my ribs and my heart, Ribeye. You're my Ribeye. You're my Ribeye. This is my refrain for all of the pain that you have caused in my veins. My blood is thick with Ribeye. Say goodbye to my ribeye. Yeah, nice hard stop. Yeah, dude. Well, I guess we're set for money from here on out. Yeah, <laughs> ribeye's going to be climbing the charts, yeah, I guess, yeah, in a lot of different markets. T-Swift. Mm-hmm. She's going to pick that up. Bye-bye. Hey, what knocked Taylor off of the billboard charts? <laughs> bye-bye. It's a song called Ribeye. See ya. See you later, Swifties. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I want to ribeye. Did you ever eat McRibs? I did. And? I'd like to surprise people out there and say I didn't like them, but... Dude, you freaking loved them, didn't you? Loved them. You freaking loved them. Loved them. Worked at a gas station for a long time. Uh, You'd sneak them in at the gas station? Worse, there were knockoff ribeyes from a company called Landshire. Do you remember Landshire sandwiches where you'd go... Go into the gas station and you pop them, put them in the mic. Oh, yes. You know what I'm talking about? They had like yeah, the chicken yeah. sandwiches. They had like a knockoff pork ribeye cutlet is what they called it. <laughs> doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well. <laughs> the more <laughs> the more you describe what Does, you're eating is just oh. yeah. The more in detail you get about what it is, uh, it becomes a little. But I used to work the overnights and no one would be in there, and I would just crank up a couple of those and eat them just knock off ribeyes now knock off mcribs now you've worked overnights and now you're about to start working early mornings yes that's about you've technically probably worked about almost every shift possible during a day i've done it all 
I've done overnights. I've done second shift restaurant work. I've done early mornings. I'm kind of a traveled man, if you think about it. <laughs> Sorry. That's uh, okay. Ribeye got you, buddy. Yep. I like that you gave me uninterrupted eye contact during that entire fart uh-huh. sequence. There was a yeah. sequence of farts. Well, the first one you ignored, so I was like, um, the first... he, I'm going to have to remind him <laughs> what I just did. Because I don't appreciate him coming on my show and not acknowledging the little toots that just happened. Well, the first one I thought was a chair shift. And okay. then, and that's what I, as your friend, I was like, he didn't really hear it. He wouldn't just completely neglect my no, fart. No, I would never do that. Yeah. They're the universal language. Farts are funny. You know what I wonder? What? Since we're on Jeremiah Wonders. I would love for you what you're wondering about lately. I always wondered, like, we, how, why can't we get the stigma off the queef? Because mm. farts are hilarious. Yeah. The the thing that was funny about that is you farted. You kept eye contact with me. On a very almost sensual. I'll be honest. It felt like a moment we were having together. You because I didn't acknowledge the fart, a look came over your face that I would call the universal I farted face that you could <laughs> You could be in a foreign country where you don't speak the language, sitting on a train, and if you looked at someone like that, they're like, that guy farted. It's literally the only thing all cultures share. There's not a non-farting culture, right? Can't be. No. Come on. There might be some deniers. Russia denies. Really? Tina's got family in Russia. They they say they don't fart? They say they're disgusted by it. They don't find it funny. And I was like, well, what happens Do you think if- it's an American thing? <clears throat> I don't know what they think, but they... We got to be the pioneers of thinking it's funny, right? Are we the first farters? I mean, we're at least going to claim it. I mean, to make like... In my mind, I feel like Irish people. Really? Just seems like something they would... The amount of carbs they eat? Yeah, I mean, they're just cranking potatoes and beer over there, dude. You're telling me that they didn't have to... They had to adopt farting as part of the culture. Okay. There had to be. I'm tired of holding it in... Listen here, we all do it and you know it. <laughs> I'm tired of holding it in, Mr. Wilkins. And then some guy, some dude just let a fucking, I mean, a rip snorter Yeah. Out. Yeah. Had to happen. Huh. But, we're, you know, we may have normalized it in the comedy arena. Maybe. I could see that. But I was thinking the other day, I was thinking about it in the shower and I don't know why. I was like, you know, the queef gets a... A bad rap? Queef gets a bad rap because if the most aggressive queef is probably less stinky than the most mild fart. Do you think that they stink? I don't think so. I think that they're more pockets of air. Oh, they're just pockets of air. That's my point. Like more like an armpit doing this. I think it's Agreed. very similar. Agreed. So they're and, and I know a lot about female anatomy. Me too. <laughs> I've never been kissed, but I know a lot about queefs. But he's been a young grandpa. That's right. Uh... That's a good question. Really getting in there, bud. Getting in there with the bounty. Yeah. I get it, brother. 
Yeah, hey, that man. was gonna. That's off camera. But now I have to show the people what I'm doing. Well, what, I didn't what know you called me camera. out for? I didn't know you're off camera. I'm sorry. Good God, man, trying to be subtle, blowing my freaking schnoz. This is what he saw. I was wiping my nose with freaking bounty because yeah. guess what? The quilted picker, thicker picker upper is the only thing that sometimes can get inside this side <laughs> of schnoz. Oh, little Kleenex? No, it's not gonna do the job. Sometimes I gotta finger both freaking nostrils and get in there like that. Is that what you wanted from me, Ray? That's what I wanted. I wanted to see Power Bottom, Power Napkin, Power Watkins. Yeah. The Back to the Queef. So you just wanted to be normalized more. Well, well, here's because I think and here's why I think it's not. Here's my opinion. And I think it's fucked up and misogynistic and wrong. I think it's because we don't queef. So we don't get to get in on the fun that men have made because queefs are i mean the most mild fart the most mild stench of a fart think about some of the most egregious farts you've smelled some of the most egregious farts that you've smelled there's some of the worst most rancid things in the world i'm not going to real rotten egg room clearer they're terrible never once has a woman queefed and cleared a room that's never happened if anything it's a good giggle while you're in the middle of one of the most pleasurable experiences of your life. But we won't we won't normalize queefing as funny, as equally funny, if not funnier than a fart. Doesn't that seem like an archaic idea of a patriarchal society to you? Because it does to me. Because I can tell you this, if men queefed, can you imagine a little air pocket stuck in our ding-dongs that rolls all the way down the shaft and tickles and at the end the hole of our pee hole is so small it would sound like when you let air out of a balloon could you imagine a male queef and how funny that would be dude just like rolling down your shaft and then right at the end right when you're in an embarrassing situation your little pee hole opens up at the end of your penis and it goes <laughs> look look how happy that just made this man over here so that's why I'm here today, to take a stand for women everywhere, or queefing people. I don't want to just put that into, maybe there is a guy out there queefing out of his dick, and if so, please get in my DMs, and I want to hear it. But I think it's time that we put the queef on the mantle beside the fart, as one of the most funny, universal things in human history. What's Thank you for listening. It gonna take for this mm. to happen? America, what's the beef? Why do we hate the queef? It seems like a funny thing to me. You're having fun with your girl. And it sounds like a little squirrel just sneaks right out of her pussy and goes squeak, 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 squeak. Why can't that be fun for everyone? Fun for everyone. Why do we act like it's bad? But we'll laugh every time we hear a fart from our dad. That seems unfair. That seems like we are being close-minded as a sud. Society. We have to stand up for the queefs. This is what every woman needs. Mm. 
stand up now if you support our women who grieve. The time has come. The time has come to change our beliefs. It's okay if a woman wants to grieve. Even if she lets off a little steam. That's okay with you and okay with me. We believe in the queef. We believe that the queef belongs next to the fart. On it, the periodic chart. Yes, under QF. <laughs> it's under QF. It's right. <laughs> on the periodic chart. Where's the queef on the periodic chart? Who even cares about iron ore? That's not funny. It's a bore. <laughs> Put the queef on the periodic chart and teach it in science class. It's a gas, not any other kind of element. It's a gas. So start taking this seriously. We're here to raise queef awareness. Queef acceptance. Queef alertness and queef love. We believe in the queefs. For every man and woman, this is what we need. We don't need to save the coral reefs. <laughs> what we need <laughs> to save is the queefs. Put them in a jar for me. <laughs> Save them on a Sunday for me. Put them in a Ziploc bag. Mail them to me in the mail. And I will sniff them because they don't stink at all. Put them in the Smithsonian. <laughs> right next to Amelia Earhart's flight jacket. <laughs> Put them in the Smithsonian. They're a part of American history. If you don't believe in the queefs, then you don't, you don't believe in me. You don't believe in me. That song is for Queefs of the Stone Age. <laughs> oh, boy. Woo. God damn, man. You ready to put on some wigs? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Welcome to this next segment. It's called Wig. Wigging out. Wig. I just wanted to say before we start. Mm-hmm. Um, what? <laughs> you, you look like... <laughs> The Pennywise clown. <laughs> you look. <laughs> you look like the, the evil little. <laughs> Georgie. Oh God. They all flow down here. Anyway, um, <laughs> that scared me. All right. Okay, so we're just a couple ladies at the bar. You think? <laughs> Nancy and Diane. Okay, who's Nancy? Who's Diane? Well, you know you're Nancy, Nancy, because I've been Diane since I Diane only knows how to Diane. Okay, 
What's your fancy? Nancy. Mm-hmm. Here's your one chance, Nancy. Don't let me down, you know? Okay. You know, it feels just good to be out from underneath our husband's thumbs for just one night, okay? I, I know. I know. It is so... I tell you what, every time we come down here, Hector knows it's going to be a good time because you know how stupid we get. Oh, we get so dumb. <laughs> you get a couple margaritas and us, we're liable to say anything. Uh, family secrets? Mm, no family secrets here, not at this bar. Mm. And Hector, if you tell, we'll kill you. Hector, just we're well, just kidding. Come back. Can you put out some more peanuts for us? I love the peanuts that they put out at this bar. Me too. Me too. The peanuts are good. Hector makes skinny margaritas, so we don't have to feel guilty in the morning. Well, I know. Well, today is our cheat day, so. That's true. That's true. Can't do paleo all the time. No. Sometimes I don't know what paleo means. Sometimes, like, when I try to do that diet, I'm like, what, am I grown more pale? Is that what it is? <laughs> me too. Like, I seriously. Just, sometimes I play along, because I don't want to get... I don't get made fun of. Like Jenny Craig. Mm-hmm. Is she still thin? That's the question. I haven't, nobody's I, checked in on her in a little bit. I don't, did she have a TV show? Um, I thought that was like somebody else. Oh, Jenny Jones. Oh, the other Jenny. Yeah, Jenny Jones. I always mm. thought, I always got those two confused. I thought they were the same person. I thought Jenny Jones had that diary movie, but that was actually Renee Zellweger. That was Bridget Jones. Yeah. That's Bridget Jones. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's something way different. Mm-hmm. Well, but you know, teach all own. But she had, she was dealing with weight issues. Yeah, I mean, what, I mean, what of the women in our circle haven't dealt with it over the years? You I know, know. Well, it's impossible body standards. Well, it is. You know, you, you know, I grew up with those Barbie dolls that looked like toothpicks. Mm-hmm. I mean, finally now they started to make ugly Barbie dolls. Sorry, normal Barbie dolls. Yes. I just look at them now, and sometimes I'm like, okay, a little bit overkill. Like, you see those fat mannequins at Kmart? I see. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. Of course. It's like, ugh. Well, yeah, it is kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. And I hate that because I feel like we're being self-hating right now. Well, yeah, because like the whole point, like when we were little girls, like you go girls. And then and then you actually see what a mannequin looks like that they're trying to make like mm-hmm. body positive. I don't want to look at that. Mm-mm, me neither. Mm-mm. That doesn't look good. I'm going to tell you something. Uh. Oh shit! I can't remember her name right now. But I thought you were Jacqueline. I thought you were putting a little poot out for a second there. Oh, well, you're thinking real hard. I thought a fart was gonna come out of you, Diane. T- don't tell. Nancy. What do you mean, Nancy? It stinks. Listen. Don't act like it stinks. Don't Listen. let Hector know. It's I know me. when you're on your period farts. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You bitch. Listen. You bitch. Come on. <laughs> you got me. You know how stupid we get. I know. <laughs> we get so dumb. Oh, we come get on. wild up in here. Oh, I know. I'm thinking about not even wearing bra and underwear the next time I come to the bar. Oh, you're going to come up here brawless? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Lyle won't like that. Mm-hmm. Lyle well. sees you leave the house brawless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he may come in here and swing on somebody. Well, he hasn't touched my titty in about three weeks, so, you know, maybe what? maybe a, a man will accidentally elbow it on the way to the bathroom <laughs> or something. Oh, I won't tell if you don't. You I know won't. how stupid oh, we come get. come on. Quit being so dumb. <laughs> oh, Sometimes I think... My husband isn't interested in me anymore. Why do you say that, Diane? He tells me that. Do you prefer to be on top? Uh, I like to mount. I like to mount. I like to get into a deep squat on a penis. A deep squat? Oh, yes. I love my gosh. Just margaritas are kicking in. I'm just telling all yeah, my little lies. I'm telling everything. all my secrets. Okay, well, what do you like squatting on a penis for? Well, sometimes I, well, I played catcher. 
for a long time. I mm-hmm. played catcher in high school. I played yeah. catcher. I went to junior college as catcher, and mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I like to engage my uh, my hamstrings and my quads, mm-hmm. and it just feels good. It's like I'm getting a good stretch, but at the same time, I'm getting railed out real hard. Did you play as a catcher or receiver? Come on, what are you doing, Diane? Well, you know, <laughs> either way. You ever do a split? I tell you what, I'm getting sold. It's like a catcher's mitt down there. <laughs> That is damn disgusting, but I appreciate the honesty because I have felt a little bit of a dry spell lately, not mentally, but also physically. Like you're getting dry down there? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah. And my husband's getting impotent, so that's kind of like the dry male penis thing, you know? Yeah, Lyle's can't. Little Lyle's not doing it. Lyle can't projectile, if you know what I'm saying. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, he better not hear you say that. He'll come in here and swing on somebody. Yeah, his ropes are more like yarns now. You know what I'm saying? It's, oh. just, it's a cat bat knit and it's slowly just going around <laughs> oh. in a circle. Oh, ew, it's like cross stitch. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of gross. He's like, he just got a little cross. Does he keep mm-hmm. like a little cross stitch by I'm the like, bed? And I'm he, like, he slowly I'm, is coming a pattern of. <laughs> I'm like, Lyle, shoot it on my back. And then he does. And then like, I just feel a droplet. And I think that we have a leak in the roof. Mm. But that's all it is. Just one little drop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand that. When my husband comes, it's more like it's a slow roller. Do what you do know? you mean by a slow roller? It doesn't shoot at all. Mm. It doesn't really shoot at all. When he does occasionally come, and he doesn't every time anymore. Mm-hmm. He really doesn't. Um, he uh, It just kind of like, it, it almost is like, well, you know when you get down to the last little bit of a tube of toothpaste? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to throw it out because you know there's one more brush in there, but... You got to get it. You got to get you it. You got to get it. You got to fold it over, mm-hmm. roll it down. Uh-huh. I kind of have to do that to his penis. Oh. It's, usually it's like a half flaccid penis when Ooh. he's having sex with me, and that's hard to squat on. Yeah, no kidding. Very hard to squat on. So, honestly, I'm doing very well. But I've, I've, I have a milking technique I like to use. Really? Well, when I squat, I can clench and milk. You know, it's like a, it's like a. And granted, to defend my husband, gravity is working against him because he's on bottom. You're right. But um, what I like to do is I like to milk the what little, few dusty droplets that come he still has in there. I like to just, I kind of have to draw them to the top. You know, right? And then I do that with my catcher's mitt. I squeeze. Is and that I what draw you've been doing I... those kegels for, mm-hmm. Diane? Mm-hmm. You got to teach me more about them kegels. I got girl, listen here. I, I got them kegel balls in right now. You have kegel balls in. You your better pants be right tra- now. with Hector. It's bartending. You better believe I got them in. You're just exercising out here in public. Yeah, it's ever, dirty. If you could see what's going on inside my lady womb right now, it's like a. You ever seen a father waiting for a teenager who's home late with those little balls they keep in their hands and they just twist them <laughs> you know what i'm talking about those ringing balls that yeah. got like little oriental signs on them like a listen y'all like you can't yin-yang. say that anymore well i think you can say it as long as you're not talking about a person uh, i guess i don't know i'm sorry don't cancel me you okay. know how stupid we get i know we get so <laughs> stupid <laughs> anyways if you could see in there you'd see i'm just twisting them around i look like a I'm like a father that's been staying up till 1 a.m waiting on his kid to get home and boy let me tell you is hector gonna get it when he gets home <laughs> does he look like does it look like down there like um a man like out on a farm that like has a toothpick that he puts inside his mouth but rotates the toothpick in his mm-hmm. mouth and then it flops out on the other side you is bet. that what it looks like downstairs that, on your lady part that's exactly what it looks like in mm. fact look at me I just popped one out. Shut your face. Now stay. Stay with me. Back in. Ew. Why <laughs> did you pop your tongue when you did it? That's disgusting. You know, I got 
have three margaritas in me. You know how stupid we you get. You know how stupid we get. Hector, come on. can I get on the bar? Hector? Hector. Honey? Hector. Can, come on. Can come we get on. on the bar? Come Put on. on. Come on. Put on some John Cougar Melon please? Camp and get, let us get on the bar. Oh, the camp. Once the camp gets started, mm-hmm. mm, revival is in session, girls. Mm. <laughs> I'm telling you what. Now, I'm not so much of a slow I'd roller suck on with his my husband. Dog. Would oh, you? Yeah, I mm. would. Huh. Sonic the Hedgehog style. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. one of my, John Cougar Melon Camp's one of my hall passes. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. John Kerry is one of my hall passes. John, Senator John Kerry? <laughs> yeah. Ex-presidential hopeful John Kerry? Yeah, I made it in the moment. I regret it, but my husband did agree to it. And you guys have no take backsies? Yeah, we have no take backsies. no take backs. And Lyle is kind of like that. Well, he's a very he tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. I would describe him as tunnel vision. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. My husband's less of a slow roller and more of a pizza roller. Sometimes he shoots a load on my back and and he finger paints it like divides it up in nine different sections. Oh, I thought I thought it came out in like a disc shape. <laughs> I mean, like you know. when they throw it up in the air and it just flops down on your back. Oh, like, like dough just slapping on the floor. Yeah, like you missed the hand. Yeah, it seemed like it would be very thick. Mm-hmm. It's always it's thick. I tell you what, I hope nobody's listening to us right now. I hope we're not bugged. I saw an episode of The Sopranos, and they were bugging people. Um, mm-hmm, you ever mm-hmm. see that? That's one another one of my hall passes. Tony Soprano? Carmine. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, you know how stupid I get. I threw it out there. Husband said yes. I'm not taking it back. I asked if one of my hall passes could be Christopher Moltisanti before he got killed. Oh boy, Hector! Spoiler alert! Cover those little ears, baby doll. Sorry. You know how? Get out of here! Everybody dies eventually in that show. Come on. Pour, can you put a little more tequila in there? Can you put a little more tequila in can there? Can I get three more limes and two cherries in mine? Thank you. I bet you just get bored when we're not up here, don't you, Hector? Yeah. Who's gonna eat all these ranch shooters when we're not in town? Exactly. Who's gonna keep you entertained? Oh, I bet you talk about us when we're not up here, don't you? He does. He does. He, he does. does. Don't lie to us, Hector. Okay. Mm-hmm. I bet when we walk in, you're like, here comes a Nancy and Diane show. Here comes a party. <sighs> but anyway, I'm not happy in my marriage. What about you? No, I'm extremely sad on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any ideas how we're going to fix that or no? I just assumed we'd, we'd go full Thelma and Louise one day and... Murder our husbands and drive drive a car off a cliff. I don't. I got a Buick Enclave. I don't have a cool convertible. I've I've got a concept for a movie pitch, but I don't think it. Do you want to hear girl, it? Of course I want to hear it, girl. Of course you have good ideas, Nancy. Okay. You remember Lorena Bobbitt? I, yes. I, yes. Okay. Yes. She's recently come back to the headlines. I watched a documentary on okay. Hulu's now, or I can't remember if it was on Hulu's or probably one was, of the Hulu's. It was on one of them. One of the it was on Hulu's or, or one of the HBOs or something like mm, that. Not been Cinemax, but it doesn't matter. I watched it. It was so, interesting. Okay, Lorena Bobbitt meets J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay, Lorena oh. Bobbitt and Unexpected Journey from the Journey. show Dallas. No, the JR? guy who made the Lord of the Rings. Silly. Oh, it's instead of the Hobbit in Unexpected Journey, it's Lorena Bobbitt in Unexpected Journey. 
and she has to go to Mordor to throw her husband's dick in the fire. Otherwise, the world explodes as oh we know God. it. Is that little crazy gremlin guy going to be in there? Yeah. Is he going to be chasing that dick around? Yeah. Ab- oh, you better oh, believe it. This he's is gonna, a good idea. Right? He's going to be diving after it. He's going to be looking at it. He's still my precious. That's still the good. whole thing. Nice and cool. And that pearl dick to eat. Juicy sweet. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You do? I do. I love it. Because I always thought, like, who cares about a ring? Who cares? You can go buy a ring. Yeah. But if you take a man's penis, he is going to be looking for it. He's going to be running after it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People are going to be looking for you. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, does the the possession of the penis make you invisible? Oh, it sure does. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I feel invisible at home sometimes in my marriage. Sometimes I do, too. Sometimes I feel like I might as well just be the wallpaper on the wall that I've changed out seven different times to see if Lyle will notice anything different what's in the kitchen, but he hasn't noticed it one time. I notice it every time. You went seashell green, and I thought it looked adorable. Thank you. Seems like this movie's pretty analogous to what we're going through. Yeah. Have you put any of this on paper, or is this just thoughts rambling around in your silly head? You know, I'm not much of a writer, just more of a thinker. Yeah. Well, I got a... I got an old typewriter at home, and maybe we can get together and, you know, beat this out. Okay. Maybe we could ride. Maybe we could ride our ways, ride our way out of this town. Hector, if we could get some more ranch, that'd be great. Okay. We're gonna be here a minute. You can give me a kiss and you come back too if you want to. <laughs> you are so bad, Diane. Come I'm on. Kid- you know I'm kidding. You know how stupid we get. We Hector. get so stupid. Come on. Uh, he's gonna tell the manager on us again. Yeah. I can tell that one. He didn't like that one. Okay, we'll take our checks. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited. We have a project. We have a project. You want to go work on it? Let's go work on it. Okay. We can pitch it to A25 or what's that? Or James Wan or one of those directors. We'll call Hulu's and we'll see if they want to make it. Yeah. They'll make it. if they don't pick it up, you lose. Know how stupid we get yeah. so stupid. Why do we get so stupid? Why are we so stupid? Why are we so stupid? Why do my husband say we're so stupid? Why do my husband say we're stupid? I'm not stupid. <laughs> oh, hi, Hector. Scene. Final segment. Final segment. It's called Sax Talk. Oh, I love this. Oh, sax talk. Full disclosure, I wanted to be an alto sax player. Mm-hmm. It was a big part of my childhood. But uh, my mom, we were poor. So, you know, I was like, alto sax electric guitar, drums, probably three pricey instruments. Yeah. I wanted to join the band probably around the same age, second, third grade, probably. And uh, my mom, I got home from school and she goes, I've decided you made good arguments. We're going to let you join the band. And I was like, awesome. And she goes, why don't you go check on your bed? There's a little surprise for you. We bought you an instrument. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Go back to my little bunk bed. 
open up, sitting there, there's a case, and I'm like, man, that's a small case for an alto sax. But maybe it comes in pieces, you know? I'll figure out how to put it together. And I opened the case, and I wanted it to be like when they opened the case in Pulp Fiction and like a gold, shiny alto sax is just staring me in the face. And like I have that moment. I'm like, this is going to be in my biopic of the ultimate sax player, Ray Charles. And I opened it up, and it was a piccolo. Uh, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the piccolo, but it is a short, stubby flute. It's the... Yeah. It's not. It's far cry from the alto sax. And I was so far away. It was clearly the cheapest instrument, probably bought at a pawn shop or something. And I don't know if my parents thing was like going to test my resolve or what. I had none. I didn't want to play it. Yeah. Because it was like this long. (laughs) No, not cool at all. This is a cool instrument. But then sometimes I'm regretful. I'm wistfully regretful that, that you did not stick with the piccolo. Kind of because. Do you know how funny it would be? To be, I'm six one, two hundred and eighty pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm a big guy. I have very large, sausage-like fingers. Good grief! <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I was a world-renowned piccolo player at my size. Mm-hmm. Do you know how fucking hilarious that would be? That'd be good. If right now I opened a little case and I'm like, get your sacks out. And I'm like, let's do a little duet. And I just had a little whoop, where the thing, my fingers could barely not cover two holes at a time. <laughs> and we just played us a little. A little, little dudette. Yeah. Anyway, I'm jealous. That was the point of that story is that I think it's cool that you play the sax. And it's a, it's one of those things I'll always regret. Well, let's get into the sax talk. All right, uh, sorry. Cut that part out. Cut my uh, wistful <laughs> memory of uh, being shorted on my saxophone dreams out of this uh, otherwise hey, otherwise pretty gleeful that's podcast. A, that's inclusive of sax talk. It had to do with sax. Thank you. And now this has to do with the other kind of sax. Yeah. Okay. Whenever you're ready, I'll follow you along. I'd like to preface this with... I haven't drank in 12 years. I've been sober uh, for 12 years. Uh, but before that, I, I was quite a party animal. I would go out and go to a lot of bars and do a lot of wild things. Meet some wild women, and sometimes we'd go home together. And I like to think of myself as a sexually adventurous person. But sometimes you meet somebody that is ready to go to a level that you ain't ready to go to. And this specific person was a gal from a town called Alton, Illinois, where sometimes people from that town are known as river rats. Not on me. I didn't come up with the term. I met her at a bar, and we we came home together, and she came back to my apartment. And uh, things were getting kind of hot and heavy. Uh, we were both pretty drunk. We were both pretty drunk, and uh, things were leading to another. We were on my couch, and clothes started to come off. And she started with the dirty talk, you know. She was like, are you a man? 
are you a fucking big man? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm a big man. Sure. I'm a big man. She started to peel off and, and she asked me, uh, do you want me to suck your dick, big man? I was like, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I do want you to suck this big man's dick, which was, sounds hot and sexy, very pornographic. Uh, as she proceeded, she was very drunk and very aggressive. And as she proceeded to uh, 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 perform oral sex on me, uh, she, I was sitting on the couch and she began to uh, squeeze my penis very hard. <laughs> uh, very hard. Uh, and as she squeezed my penis, she took her free hand that she wasn't squeezing with and slapped me on the chest as hard as she could, like uh, Ric Flair. I don't know if you're familiar with the wrestler Ric Flair, but that's what it felt like. She was giving me the Ric Flair chop. And I was like, uh, oh, that kind of hurts. She's using big red handprints all over my chest. I was like, hey, that's kind of, whoo, that's a little, a little aggressive. And then she squeezed my penis and said, I'm sorry. I thought you said you were a big man. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought I was a big man. Apparently, I didn't know that's where this was headed. I thought it was just like dirty talk. Uh, and she said, well, I didn't come here to fuck a boy. I came here to fuck a man. And then she slapped me on the chest again, very hard, leaving red prints. And I was didn't really know what to do. I, fight or flight kicked in. I froze a bit, I'll be honest. Uh, she went back to oral and um, she <laughs> she turned my penis sideways <laughs> and began to bite it like like a <laughs> corn cob but was biting down on it on the side as if it were a, a, a corn dog or something like that. <laughs> it, yeah, it hurt. It hurt. It hurt very badly. Um, I was like, ow, please stop. She said, I thought you said you were a man. Slap me on the chest for the third time. Now I'm I'm starting to be like, this was not a good idea. Um, as she goes back down, I was like, just try to take it easy. She uh, goes under, under testicles and sideways and spreads my legs open and bites my taint <laughs> very very hard very hard so now i'm i'm leaning back on the couch with ha handprints all over me uh and i have uh what is now a crazed demon biting my taint and making eye contact with me and i'm like please stop let go it's a very sensitive area she would not let go. She started wailing on my chest while biting my taint, slapping me harder and harder and harder each time. Uh, my heart rate had to go through the roof. I didn't know what to do. Uh, and I was in a very vulnerable position. I couldn't really reach her. And I don't know if someone's ever pinched you. You ever been pinched on your arm by an older brother or a friend where they kind of like pull the skin? You don't want that. I need her to let I need her to release but I don't want to push too hard so I had to <laughs> I had to go into full like baby position and get both of my heels of my feet onto her head <laughs> to like peel her off of my own taint uh and when she did oh my god the pain was 
It was piercing. It was. It was a flaming hot heat. In between my asshole and my balls. And I'm out at this point, and I'm scared, and I'm like, okay, this, let's just let's put our clothes on, let's call it a night. Um, she is still engaged, as this is foreplay, <laughs> and she starts chasing me around my couch in my own living room, and I am naked from the waist down, or no, I'm naked, totally. Well, I kind of had my socks on still, because she pulled my pants down. I'm kicking off my pants, and I'm running away from her. And she's chasing me around the couch and she like flips my coffee table and she's like, come here. I thought I was fucking a man. Aren't you a man? And she's saying, I'm like, I'm not a man. I'm not a man. And I don't know. Maybe that was her thing. And it worked. Maybe she, maybe she was a, a, a woman who went town for town letting men know you're not as tough as you think you are. And I wasn't. And I opened the door to my apartment and flushed her out through the clothes and she disappeared into the night I don't know what happened to that girl but I can tell you this she is not to be trifled with and she may be a wandering soul who goes town to town and picks a man in each town and is just like I'm gonna let this dude know he ain't the man he thinks he is taint and she did dude i could barely play along with that because it's so insane <laughs> it's insane i know i almost didn't pick that one because i was like i don't know if he's gonna be able to like that's wild it was wild it was the wildest thing that's ever happened to me i was scared uh and granted i'm sure in the grand scheme of things, a lot of women feel the same way when they get like uh, aggress aggro guys around. But man, yeah. it was uh, it was a trip. It's an experience, brother. It was wild, and I just wasn't. Uh, this was you know pre-internet too, so it wasn't like all of these wild kink experiences were so plentiful for you to view online and be like, oh, people yeah. are into that? Yeah. Oh, wow, people fuck their stepparents? That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't, uh, <clears throat> you know, I was just kind of, I still had my learner's permit. Well, what a way to close the pod. Would you like uh, anything else to, to plug or anything before we go, my friend? I don't think so. Just follow me. Uh, the easiest thing to do is, is uh, follow me on Instagram at I am Rafe Williams. That's on everything: Twitter, Instagram, all the handles. And uh, I'll be posting updates about when's this coming out. Uh, next couple of weeks. Cool. I'll be posting updates about the special. You can check out Young Grandpa. Come see a show. And uh, if you haven't yet, go watch his pot. Go watch his new special. It's coming out. Yeah, it's out now. It's called Daddy. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for all the support thus far. And uh, Rafe, love you, brother. Thanks for coming on the show. Love you, buddy. Thanks for having me. Jeremiah, 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 Jeremiah.